Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Hey, Alicia. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, I'm feeling very important today. I think you are very important. <laughs> I think we should talk about why you're so important today. Yeah. Why are realtors important? I obviously am a realtor and going to be biased. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear your quick. Well, I thought it was it. hilarious. I think this is what kind of prompted this conversation. I saw a Facebook post. It was like an Ask Bozeman Facebook post. I saw that too. Do you see that too? I that was so crappy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> The Facebook post was like, is there a realtor out there that'll work for 5% commission or a flat fee? And I was like, well, I don't know where you're getting your numbers from to begin with. And, and nobody would ever work for a flat fee. And I thought there were some realtors commenting back like, you know, hey, this is, this is the service I provide. This is, this is the commission that I charge. And, you know, this is typically what the buyer side is, what the seller side is, and this is what you get for that. And then some other people came back and said, you should really try for sale by owner because the realtors aren't going to be able to do that for you. And, and then there was some naughty recommendations of realtors recommending realtors that they didn't like. Right. I saw <laughs> there was, I was also shocked at how many people did stand up for realtors too, though. Yes. I actually read through the whole thing. I'm did so you? glad you saw it. And there were a lot of people saying, hey, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And a lot of people who weren't realtors even said you will make that back yeah. on the sale of your home. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we commonly see that, you know, for buy sales that come in that are for sale by owners, we commonly see the appraisals come in high. Yes, exactly. And you could have, you left a lot of money on the table. Also, I tell people all the time, there's two really big parts of the transaction. Mm -hmm. One is getting it under contract. Right. That can be tough. Not as tough in this market if it's priced right. But two is keeping the deal together. Right. There are so many details and nuances to every single transaction that for people who aren't in the industry, they just don't understand how hard it is to keep things together. Sure. And yeah. we've talked about every single transaction is different. Something comes up on every single deal. Right. It's not the same as the last. Keeping it together on time and making things happen is also really, really important. It is. It's really important. And so let's just talk about, let's talk about the listing side. Yes. So you're going to try to for sale by owner. You're going to do, you're going to list your property yourself. So you're going to try to take your own pictures with your iPhone. And then you're going to try to stick it on Zillow and, and hope that somebody will call you. And then when somebody does come, you put like this homemade sign in the front yard or one right. you get from Ace Hardware and somebody does show up randomly because who's, you know, they're going to, they're going to call your phone number and they're going to want to look at your house. And then here's what I see happen is like people will want to buy a property that's listed for sale by owner and they don't have the ability to be able to write a contract that is exactly. going to protect them. And so they'll try to put one together themselves without the help of a realtor. And there will be nothing in it that will protect them in the event that there's a title issue or if it doesn't appraise or if there's an inspection issue or if they can't get financing. There's nothing. They, they have signed a legally binding agreement that is going to require them to buy the house no matter what. There could be like all sorts of contractors liens. There could be like 
tax liens and everything that are stuck on this property. And guess what? The seller doesn't have to remove them. You're stuck with it no matter what. It's a huge risk. It's a huge, huge risk. And also selling a home yourself, if you don't disclose things correctly, if something comes up that you weren't aware of. Right. This does give you a buffer of protection and it's part of our job to help you discover that and figure it all out. Yeah, yeah. And also the marketing of it really is, there's a lot of things that for sale by owner people can do. You can't put it on, you know, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, Zillow and such. Yeah. But being able to reach other realtors, so other realtors would have to be so on top of their game to really be scouring every day. And I do look for for sale by owners for my clients and we do put a lot of them together, but it but then I end up basically getting a, uh, a listing on it as well. So right. I have to have the dual listing on it. Right. And you, what you're really doing though is you're just missing out on a lot of other buyers. Yeah. Realtors are checking our MLS all the time, constantly scouring for their buyers. And there's just a really good chance that they're going to miss it as well. You know, something that I see a lot with for sale by owner transactions and sellers is that a buyer will come with a realtor and the owner of the property will say, well, I'm not paying your realtor's commission. So either you pay your realtor's commission or, you know, you don't get to have a realtor. So then these buyers are dropping this realtor that they've been, you know, working with with for months and they've been driving them around in their car and helping them find the right property and and doing all these things for them. And then they're just dropped like a hot potato. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to work for free. Right. And then the buyer doesn't have any sort of protection, no third party. They literally have to just take with a seller tells them as gospel, you think that the seller is going to tell you what is in your best best interest or in their best interest. Right, exactly. Well, what we've been doing a lot with for sale by owners too, is we're just adding that onto the price. So if they're like, we're absolutely not working with another realtor, like, well, you're under market or this is really what the value is. Let's add that on to the sale of the home. Mm. And then that's going to cover it. We're super honest with the buyer and the seller about it. And every buyer I've ever had is like, absolutely. You've been working your butt off for me, especially with buyers buyers right now in this market where we're running everywhere, six o'clock showings, working on weekends, and they're yeah. happy to add that onto the price of the home. Well, that's really classy because yeah. some people are not so classy. That's so true. I've <laughs> seen that happen a lot where they just drop their realtor and they're like, well, the seller of the home says I can't use a realtor. And I'm like, it's so amazing to me how gullible some people are in the buying and selling of homes and how people just telling them something just suddenly is... And HGTV's uh, ruined it for us. HGTV. They, all they do is show you showing the house. They mm-hmm. see, oh, you get it under contract. They show mm-hmm. you what the commission is and think that's all that happens. Really, we spend most of our time at our computer trying to get the details dialed in, helping them with inspection stuff, title, like you said, appraisals, getting them lined up with the lender. There's so many little details that come with every single transaction that are tough. And we often as lenders have to work with the realtors in order to get the things that we need in order for to get loan approval. And they're things that a buyer cannot get. And we, we really lean on you guys. In fact, I had a transaction recently that a realtor was nice enough to help them write a contract, but then should have been able to step away from the transaction and we had changed the uh, the closing date because there was a bunch of things that needed to be removed from the property and the buyer did not want to close until all the things were removed from the property. And the seller 
So adding the addendum on there to extend the closing date, the seller would not sign the addendum without adding a whole bunch of restrictions on how the buyer could use the property going forward. And then there was like, everybody's a stalemate. Everybody's looking at everybody else and there's nobody, there's nobody to explain anything. And, you know, so there's nobody to get the seller to sign anything. So we reached out to the seller, phone number given to us by the realtor, reached out to the seller to have them sign it, to try to tighten everything up so we could close. And the seller like lost their mind because he's like, how dare you be reaching out to me to be calling me and and wanted like full details about the loan transaction for the buyer. Like we can't tell you that. And then that made him mad. And so I ended up actually going back to the realtor and saying, hey, I know that you just wrote this contract, but I need your help on this because I can't. He won't take my phone call. And so now I need this guy to sign this thing. And this is exactly why we need realtors. Yes. I had a listing with one of my girlfriends and we've always kind of talked about how Zillow could take over our market, which should be a whole nother podcast, what's happening there. And that realtors could maybe disappear because of Zillow. And just, it's just been an ongoing conversation with us. And after the transaction, she was like, there's no way we could have done this without you. No. There's, and you just need that expertise that it just, again, the expertise is just so important. Right. Yeah. And finding out who or knowing who to call, knowing how to get inspectors in, all of that stuff really does add up. Absolutely. It does. You know, and on the buyer side, you know, trying to navigate it on your own, say, you know, we have a lot of buyers that think they're going to save money by not using a realtor. So it's a complete misconception. So the seller is the one who pays the realtor commission on both sides. In Montana. Yes. Some states are a little different. Okay. Okay. So I've only ever, you know, hanging out in Montana. Right. Um, (laughs) So you as a buyer getting a realtor is making sure that you are having someone who is going to represent your best interests. Remembering that the sellers are paying the real estate realtor commissions. So when you have a seller and a seller's agent, guess who the seller's agent could commonly lean towards the best interests of? It's the guy that's paying their paycheck. Exactly. You know, and and so it's really, we do see it occasionally. I know a lot of realtors who don't want to be a dual agent being both the buyer's agent and the seller's agent. It can just be a little wonky. Um, it's kind of like having attorneys. It's like, it's like yes. have, you want your own attorney to defend you. You want somebody that's in your corner that's fighting for you. Dual agency and can be hard. It can be really hard because yep. it comes to question, you know, if you say something for the buyer that is going to help the buyer and it kind of is not so great for the seller, you can have a seller come back and be like, I don't want you to be my listing agent anymore right? because you're just, you're just campaigning for the buyer. I mean, it can just go round and round and round. So we have some agents in our office that will not do dual agency. Yeah. They'll refer one out or the other depending on the situation, but yeah, they will not do it. That's smart. Yeah. And you can get in a lot more legal trouble doing dual agency as well. So things can get a little tricky, like you said, and you almost forget who you're representing sometimes. Yep. So it really depends on the situation, whether that's a good situation right. or not. Right. And you have two people with differing interests yep. and you're trying to make both of them happy at the same time. Yes. It's, it's super hard. Yep. So, you know, you're not going to save any money by not having your own realtor. No, you really so, don't. you know, and a lot of times people will go and look at a property and it's like, say it's a listed by, listed by Alicia, right? You know, it's a good idea for them to bring their own realtor, you I know? Agree. And for them to have their own representation, because, you know, if Alicia has a listing or a realtor has a, a listing of some sort, of course, they're going to encourage you to want to use them as well. I mean, 
They're business people trying to make money, exactly. right? And the fiduciary duty is to the listing agent or to the listing people. Oh, okay. Because that's who you signed your first contract with. Okay. So really you're supposed to be helping representing the seller most. And I so see. then it again, makes it kind of tough. And on the buy side, it's really interesting because buyers can do so much research on their own with finding the home. Yeah. And with Zillow and Realtor.com, oftentimes they'll send, even though I have them on drips, they will contact me with a home they found and want to see it. And they go, well, I'm doing all the work on it. But then once you get into the transaction and educating them on the area, the pros and benefits, the covenants, all yeah. that situation. Boundary lines. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that can, again, it can be complicated and it takes a lot, a long time to understand whatever market you're in. Uh, big cities are tough where, because when I was in Portland, you have to know every single neighborhood and literally one street over is a completely different world yeah. than that on the other side. And two, you know, there as a buyer, you don't have any right to step on the property of somebody who, uh, you know, who's selling their home is trespassing. And so, you know, having a realtor there with you, who's going to make the proper connections that are going to make sure that the, you know, folks are ready for you to show up and that, you know, you've asked permission, you can get in deep trouble by trespassing on somebody. I mean, we've seen that tons of times where people just go on to people's property. They just march up to their door oh my gosh. and want to yep. look at their property that day. And they're not ready. They're not, you know, you're just standing on their doorstep. You're trespassing. You, you know, weren't what's, invited. What's really funny about that. So many people here don't lock the doors to their house or don't yeah. even have a key. Right. And so we have to convince people when we list, you got to start locking your door. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't even have a key. And they find the one key that we can put in the yeah. lockbox. It's pretty funny. We live in a pretty great little bubble. We do. We do. And we're not the only place that has that happen. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it's true. And then people just find an open door and they just start wandering yep. through the house. And they're like, like hello, and you're in the shower. <laughs> And they just come on in and that can be very uncomfortable and awkward. So anyways, you know, real estate agents are, are here because we need them. They, they really do put the cherry on top when it comes to uh, doing a real estate transaction. I know that I love working with realtors, especially great ones that communicate and want to get things done that are forward thinking and want to make sure that their clients are taken care of and that, you know, that we just get to the closing table on time. So I don't know. Yeah, no. I see your value. And we and we spend a lot of money. So even though our <coughs> commissions look large, there's a lot of money that goes involved that's involved with taking on a listing. Sure. A good like a higher end listing, I'm working on this really cool new build. Uh we're going to have it professionally staged. Uh obviously professional pictures, drone pictures, we're yep. going to do the whole um virtual tour, all of crazy advertising, right. postcards, multiple websites. Multiple websites. It goes on and on. So just to take on this one listing, I'm risking probably $2500 um or more on our penthouse that we just got under contract. Yes, five million congratulations. One. It's going to be the most expensive condo in Montana to ever sell. Holy shit, lady. I know. She's such a badass. I'm excited about it. Closing in two weeks. I'm going to be holding my breath till then. But that yeah. one, we put it on TV. We um, held multiple open homes. We invited all the top people in Bozeman to it. We probably have 20 grand mm -hmm. in, uh, and we put in the Wall Street Journal on and on. Uh, yeah, probably 20 grand in, yeah. in expenses to yeah. get that out there. For and sure. we found somebody. Yeah, you found somebody. You did your yep. job and it costs money to do business. And it was not easy. And, you know, the the counter the counter of, of spending money to do business is that you generally get paid to do it. Right. So And we take on that risk. So some agents will, and this is probably where I should get better, but some agents, um, they will charge a fee if you terminate or if it doesn't mm. go under contract during that mm -hmm. time, I take on that risk 100%. I'm not going to charge my clients what I put into it mm -hmm. unless it's some crazy circumstance. Um, 
And most of the time they actually offer to pay my, whatever my fees were, whatever my costs were on it. But so yeah, that's a risk we're taking on for every single listing that it might not sell. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're out a lot of money if it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I get it. I get it. Well, I, I see your value. Like I say, I love working with realtors and you know, they're just the other part of the transaction. It's just like missing a leg off your chair. And one major thing too, is the negotiations where it's not personal to us. It's Mm -hmm. really is business. We do take it semi-personal where we end up caring about our clients on either side and we really want the best for them, but we can negotiate without there being the emotions involved. And I think that's one of the biggest things where the buffer between the buyer and seller, where we really have their best interest at heart and it's not going to get emotional. You know, and part of that in not being emotional is, is that you guys are really great at coaching people and doing counseling sessions almost like you guys should almost be therapists, right? Because there is a lot of emotion and there's, there's things that you're attached to, or there's a dollar amount that you're attached to. And, you know, maybe that's not really the value of your home. And, you know, hearing that, that your home isn't worth as much as you thought it was from your husband versus hearing it from, from your realtor is a completely different reaction. Completely. You know, I mean, your realtor is a professional, your husband's just a know-it-all. So, you know, (laughs) exactly. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of homes where they're aren't good comps. So you're just coming up with a number out of, or they're coming up with a number out of thin air. Yeah. We can usually make a comp work if we use the right amount of land and find similar properties and do our own little mini appraisals. But oftentimes, yeah, if you just come up, oh, I need this number. I need a million dollars because I want it to sell for a million. But you know, you get 975. You're going to be but, okay. Yeah, exactly. But like, that's the conversation, right? Exactly. Like, like you got 975 and you sold it. You right. could have had it on the market for another six months trying to get that $25,000. And you would, you know, think of all the payments that you would have made. And where's the then. market going to go from where's there? Where's the market going to go? Like just having those rational conversations with professionals is is why you guys are here. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being our advocate. I you appreciate bet. it. You're my favorite. Yes, yes. All right. You have a great day. I love realtors. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.